I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's up, y'all? I know you love crypto since it's an alternative asset that's uncorrelated with the stock markets. And with rising inflation and stocks trading at its highest level since the frickin' dot-com bubble, diversifying your holdings with the right alternative assets has never been more important. But thanks to the only alternative investing unicorn, it's also never been easier. That's because Masterworks.io is bringing the crypto and the art tech world together in a brand new way. On their platform, you'll be able to buy and sell shares of real multi-million dollar paintings from artists like Warhol and Banksy. And it's similar to owning shares in a public company. But here is the game changer. Now you could turn your crypto holdings into art investments. That's pretty cool, yeah? It's been in the works for months, but they're finally getting regulatory approval to accept crypto for their offerings. Masterworks has taken an exclusive 300-year-old asset class and introduced it to the 21st century. And you know I love it when companies embrace the future of crypto. So, to sign up, go to masterworks.io slash decrypt to get priority access. That's masterworks.io slash decrypt. I'll see you there. And make sure you check out the disclosures at masterworks.io slash disclaimer. Now, let's get to the show. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, Africa's top artist, featured at Christie's, Bitcoin miner, doesn't know how to pay his bills, and futures ETF filing from my favorite company. That's coming up today on Decrypt Daily. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Today is Thursday, October 14th, 2021. Not much to talk about today unless you want to talk about Squid Games. Everybody's talking about Squid Games. Have you seen it? Squid Games. Email me, MatthewAaron at Decrypt.co, and tell me what you thought of Squid Games. What I've been trying to think about this morning is how to associate the use of blockchain or crypto or Bitcoin or the adoption of a decentralized financial system and compare it to what we saw in Squid Games. Anybody has a good analogy or a good way to try to wrap those two together, send me an email. Let me know. Or just tell me how you like Squid Games. Now, to those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And I'm recording this at 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin, $57,587. Up almost 3% in 24. Ethereum, $3,790. Up 8.9% in 24. Binance Coin, $472, up 3.6%. Cardano, 221, up 4.3%. And Tether's in the number five spot. Running off the top 10, we have XRP, Solana, Polkadot, which we should mention is up 17% in 24. They had a big day yesterday. USDC at number nine and Dogecoin number 10. Total market cap, we're at $2.4 trillion. A BTC dominance of 45.1% and an F dominance of 18.6. And now it's time for Coin of the Day. Our coin today is MobileCoin. It's number 216 on CoinMarketCap, which 216 is actually the area code of Cleveland. So there you go. You get some facts today. 
It's currently trading at $9.74, up 2.9% in 24. Its market cap is $722 million. Fully diluted market cap is $2.4 billion, which means, I don't know, there's no percent of how much circulating supply is in there, but there's a lot to go, as you can see. It's probably like 30% or so. 24-hour volume is around $1.5 million, by the way. So what was the all-time high for MobileCoin? It was $73.45, set in April six months ago all-time low one dollar and 56 cents so it's down 86 percent from its all-time high but up 523 percent from its all-time low where can you buy this mobile coin ftx bitfinex big one hot bit and that's pretty much the end of liquidity there actually i'm gonna take that back hot bit doesn't have any liquidity most of it's on ftx so what is mobile coin well straight from the website actually the website has a nice little video that i was trying to find a way to download but uh, i would have just had them explain it to you but I couldn't. So here's what it says. What is MobileCoin and why was it created? Well, MobileCoin is a privacy-focused cryptocurrency designed for use in everyday transaction. And MobileCoin addresses four fundamental issues, privacy, transaction speed, energy consumption, and optimization for mobile devices. No one except the sender and receiver can see the details of the transaction. The public blockchain is encrypted to ensure privacy. MobileCoin is an unrivaled cryptocurrency designed to be fast and secure enough to be used for mobile transactions. Then it goes to say, MobileCoin is currently not available to U.S. people or persons in the U.S. That sucks, and that's MobileCoin. There you go. It's a payment cryptocurrency. Um, not much to say about that, and MobileCoin, number 216. Moving into today's headlines. Africa's best-known digital artist, Asanachi, who uses Microsoft Word as his canvas, is featured at Christie's. He was born in Nigeria in 1991, and he said this, my father was drawn to the computer because he's a businessman who had to write tons of letters to business partners. The emergence of cyber cafes in Nigeria at the time, when it was super expensive to own a desktop computer, was a really good thing for him. He dived in, and he took me along. He continued to say, it's not difficult for me to create in Microsoft Word. I mean, over time, I've perfected my practice in such a way that it comes naturally for me to use Word as my canvas. Nobody thought that NFTs could sell for so much until people did it. My auction at Christie's showed that African artists can excel in the space beyond platforms and go on to auction houses. Congratulations to the moon. 40-year-old Sanjay Sin has been jailed for stealing 32,000 pound or $44,000 worth of electricity to mine Bitcoin at two sites in England. Andrew Baxter of the Crown Prosecution Service reportedly said, he was in the business to make money for his Bitcoin enterprises, but he was not honest enough to meet the cost of running the machines required to run the operation. Singh, he's been sentenced to 13 months and two weeks in prison after being charged with two counts of abstracting electricity. Abstracting electricity. Huh. Didn't know that that was a thing. But apparently it's 13 months and two weeks of prison thing. And one thing they didn't say in this article, which I really wanted to know, is how much Bitcoin did he mine? I mean, was he actually mining enough Bitcoin to actually pay his bills? Did he mine more than $44,000 worth of Bitcoin? And if so, why wasn't he just paying his damn bills? I could see if he was running these machines and just not making any money or making profit because he just didn't do the math properly. And he was just, I don't know. But if he was making money, it just seems stupid. I wish the article went into a little more detail. Maybe we'll get to the bottom of this one day. ARK Invest, the New York-based investment house led by Kathy Woods, is now eyeing an exchange-traded fund or an ETF tracking Bitcoin futures. An SEC filing submitted by Alpha Architect ETF Trust on Wednesday, the ARK21 Shares Bitcoin Futures Strategy ETF plans to invest in Bitcoin futures contracts that are traded on the commodities exchange registered with the CFTC or the Commodity Futures Trading Commission. While ARK Invest has officially lent its name to the new product, which also has a ticker of ARK-A, 
ARKA. The firm does not make investment decisions, provide investment advice, or otherwise act in the capacity of investment advisor for the fund. Instead, ARK has agreed to provide marketing support for the fund's sub-advisor, 21 Shares US, an affiliate of Switzerland-based 21 Shares AG. Just a quick note and a reminder from a show a couple days ago, Pantera CEO Dan Moorhead fears that a Bitcoin ETF launch could have negative impacts on the price of Bitcoin. And if you remember, he pointed to two different points in history. The first one was in December when the Bitcoin futures launched on exchanges. And basically, that was the end of the bull run in 2017. And then he pointed to Coinbase going public on the NASDAQ, which then we saw a dip in Bitcoin's all-time high prices of over $60,000. Now, does that mean that they're correlated? (laughs) Who knows? It is a pretty nifty coincidence that those two products launched and then we saw a dip in the price. Who knows? Let's see what happens after this ETF launches, if it does launch. Remember, this is still only rumor. It wouldn't be the news cycle if we could make it through the day without some sort of doom and gloom coming from the government and the media, right? So here it is. Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies generally could cause a financial crisis unless they face tough government-led regulations, says Sir John Cunliffe, Deputy Governor for Financial Stability at the Bank of England. He says this in quote, Of course, $2.5 trillion needs to be seen in context of the $250 trillion global financial system. But as the financial crisis showed us, you don't have to account for a large portion of the financial sector to trigger financial stability problems. If consumers invest in these types of products, they should be prepared to lose all their money, said the FCA. There's your doom and gloom for today. Let me just leave this here for you. Non-fungible joking. Yes, a non-fungible token, but for jokes, for comedians... Launched by comedian Hannibal Bruce and his comedy NFTs. They're launching on Flow. That's all I'm saying about that. Oh, by the way, if you're wondering why I'm saying this like this, just go back to my podcast yesterday. You'll see my rant. And finally, a research report came out from Arcane saying that institutional investors are bullish again on Bitcoin. They said this in quote, I think the Bitcoin ETF discussion we've seen lately has attracted institutions. Maybe they're trying to front run the possible decision next week, but interest has certainly picked up among institutional investors in October. Again, the rumors, there's so many rumors in the crypto space, we have no clue if this is true or not, that a Bitcoin ETF will be approved on October 18th. Gary Ginzer has said that he's more likely to approve a Bitcoin futures ETF. And well, the rumors are saying that something's going to happen on the 18th. Will we have a spot ETF? Will we have a futures ETF? Ah, is Gary Ginzer shifty and he's going to approve a futures ETF knowing that it could bring the price down? Is he going to do a spot ETF and banks and institutions are piling in because, well, they called Gary and said, hey, Gary, you going to do this? And he says, boom, we're going to do this. And next you know, lots of money are going to flow in. We have no clue. It's only rumor. Let's see what happens. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, and leave us a comment. And until tomorrow, week in review, happy hodling, everyone.